another episode of the Tenor Tam Podcast. I am your host, Triforce Todd, and I have the power! Unlimited power! <laughs> As proven by my sleep. And the shirt I am wearing. Also here, who is not powerful at all, it's Oreo Will. Suavemente, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios, besándome otra vez. Suavemente, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios, besándome otra vez. Suave, besame. Suave, besame. Ah, jeez, I can already see Ganondorf just dancing to that meme. And- Jeez, the ways you pay for the fact that I ah, like, yeah, I was doomed until the game's release. Also, happy release to everybody of Tears of the Kingdom. But jeez, the ways, ah, ah, that that last week. Yeah, I, I'm confused. Was that meme music? Like, what was that? Uh, terminal montage of Suavemente. If you recognize that meme, you recognize that meme. If any listeners has listened to that song before, who basically is a part he um terminal montage put that well. Can't put that song, but basically, uh, have Gandalf sing that did that song. So yes, yeah, suavemente. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. And if you know that song, you are very cultured. Oh, oh. No, no, no. Oh. And I'm not even talking about like that fancy that culture. I'm talking about like uh-huh. this is like twelve years culture. Uh huh. All right then. Fine. We uncultured swine. We'll continue talking then. <clears throat> uh, starting with Skullkit Scott. I am not going to lie, that was not what I was thinking about when Will said he had a sound effect. Not yet. <laughs> Neither did I. And also here is Falcon 5! You know, I feel like I just like took a, a tiny trip to a Mexican restaurant and then came back. <laughs> I was over here expecting something so much different, and then all of a sudden it's just like the fiesta came. And now I, 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 reaffer- I, I reassert that Will should have played the Palpatine no, <laughs> I'm not. It's too easy. It's too easy. By everyone here. <laughs> no, that would be too easy. That would be too point, easy. It was easy for Team Power to win. Uh, yeah, the sadness is it was probably really easy for Power to win. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, no, there's no sadness in Team Power right now. That's for sure. Uh, anyway, we have a fun show for you as we celebrate the arrival of Tears of the Kingdom at last. Among other things, we're going to start off with what have you been playing? Not Tears of the Kingdom. We still have to wait on that, sadly. But uh, we've been playing various other things, of course, and I'll start because I have beaten my run of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and I, I, I did enjoy the game. I'm not sure whether I enjoyed it or Fallen Order more. It's, it's tricky because both have their pluses and minuses. I will say that I was ready to rage against the machine when Survivor ended because they did a very similar like jump cut ending. Uh, like like you know they set a line and then they cut it and like Jedi Survivor I'm like, oh you cannot end it here. You cannot <laughs> end it here. And thankfully there was an after credit sequence that, you know, basically you know got you back into the game world and blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh you dang right you better have that scene because it makes no sense if you don't have it. So thankfully it avoided that pitfall. So definitely the ending of Survivor is better. Um I think the gameplay the gameplay was definitely more expansive in Jedi Order, but whether it was better at times is I feel debatable. Um, I'm not even going to mention the technical issues because like those are already known, and I I didn't have too many problems. I will say, after last week at, last week's podcast when I said I didn't have like any major glitches, I eventually found like the biggest one possible. Hmm. For whatever reason, 
in my version of the game, it doesn't like cloaks. Because <laughs> I faced a manga guard, <clears throat> who if you've seen in the game, they were the cloaks. And then I fought uh, Don Ga- Dan Gera, the High Republic Jedi slash Sith. Spoilers. And <laughs> it's been out. You should know by now. Um, and both of them had cloaks. And at multiple points in the game, the cloaks just took a life of their own and started moving around like they were the cloak of levitation from Doctor Strange. <laughs> like they're spamming all over the screen. And I'm trying to and it happened in gameplay and in cutscenes and I'm just like, what am I seeing right now? <laughs> uh I wish I could take a, I could have taken a screenshot, but I just didn't have the time. Uh but that was arguably the biggest one outside of just your, your your typical clipping and everything. I will say there was a scorpion monster. And I don't know what happened, if it was a rendering issue or it was supposed to be there. But at the tip of its tail was not like a stinger. It was a literal cylinder. Hmm. I mean, like a like a full-on 3D model cylinder. That's it. It was like it was attached to the tail. I'm like looking at the cylinder and I'm like, is there something I am missing here? Is it supposed to be a cylinder? If so, Why? If that's a glitch, how is that not caught by now? Because I mean, it was a fairly common monster, and it was multiple times I saw this cylinder attached to the tail. And this isn't like a Concalder or a Girder from Pokemon where they have like the intentional like cylinders or whatever. This was just a random cylinder attached to a scorpion tail. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Uh, but the game was still really fun. I did love a lot of the character reactions. I didn't. I, there was a twist I won't spoil because it's still relatively new. Uh, it's very late game. Uh, I didn't like it. it. I felt it was too easy. Um, I also feel, I, ironically, I agreed a lot with the Yasti Crenshaw from Zero Punctuation and his assessment of the game, where there was a lot of padding. Uh, we talked last week, Faith, about how you can get a bunch of facial hair options and hairstyles for ca- for Calcastus, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. The more I realized it, the more I, and amongst all the other uh, collectibles you can get, like for the Jedi parts and the BD1 parts, but the more I, I thought about it, there was just way too many. <laughs> and then, I, like, you go through a new area and you're like, oh, I wonder where this leads. And it's just to that chest for an item that you don't even use or whatever. Like, I don't need this man bun style, so why did I waste five minutes trying to go get it? Uh, and then the one time I wanted to change clothes, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to change clothes for Cal. I I was like, did I miss something? Am I did I did I not see this correctly? I don't know. So that was there was definitely a lot of padding. Um, I do wish we had gone to more worlds than we did. There was only, if I recall correctly, five worlds and one moon. And the, the first world you honestly don't have to visit again because it's Coruscant, and that was just part of the first mission, which is not a spoiler. Um, so I do wish we had a little bit more variety, and to not spoil too much, it does have a de- kind of depressing ending again not like the first game so it's like can't these guys just get away <laughs> like you have and I, and I get it they have to fit it within the mold of the universe which actually works against them at times like cal is saying, yes yeah cal cal says in the game you know it, it just feels like i haven't done anything like it's like gee it's almost as if the empire is not going to fall for another like <laughs> decade or so when a guy <clears throat> shows up out of nowhere and saves the day like darn cal <laughs> darn <laughs> So I, I there was there was a little bit of, you know, poking, uh, you know, tongue in cheek kind of stuff, and I feel it hurt the story at points. But it's still a very fun game. If you, if you loved Fallen Order, you're gonna love uh, Jedi Survivor, and hopefully it won't be a technical disaster for you, uh, especially with the updates that sometimes take forever to load on Steam. It's 
like why I, I hate yeah it. It, it did it for me for the last of us as well i'm just like i'm waiting for like hours <laughs> for the update to finish i'm like what did i do wrong and i even looked it up like why is it loading so poorly and sometimes it's the patch sometimes it's the computer i just like screw it deal with it yourself i'll play when you're done so yeah man but i got it done and that was good because i had to get it done before tears of the kingdom because this is going to be my life for the next few months. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i even told faith like hey i'll let you review uh, or edit my review of tears of the kingdom she goes oh thank you Todd." i'm like yep i'll talk to you in three months when it's done <laughs> <laughs> true story so but yes if you haven't played it I, I do feel like there's enough patches right now on console and pc for you to not have to worry about too many technical snafus so go check it out highly recommend it and uh, may the force be with you uh scott how about you take next all righty <clears throat> So, most of my time this week has still just been with Fairy Fencer F and Honkai Star Rail. Lame! <laughs> I know, Do I am better. very lame. <laughs> but, if it doesn't make you feel better, I actually did get Jedi Survivor, I just didn't play it. I installed it. <laughs> <clears throat> but, I haven't spent all that much time actually playing games this week, sadly. And I don't even know why that is. I think it's because I've been busy with doing after-hours work. Because I had to keep working on different subscribers' stuff for after hours. But uh, anyways, okay. yeah, I'm on like chapter. How is being incredibly vague about that? Oh, it's after hours. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Just saying, I have to wait until some people are off their machines before I can get on their machines. And some people are do the fun thing and combine their personal computer with their work computer so they don't get off to like 8 or 9 p.m. their time. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's always fun. But I did get to, I think it was chapter 10 uh Fairy Fencer F and it is gearing up to be a little more interesting. It also is still of course having the usual idea factory fan service. But not nearly in the levels I was expecting with them having all these new 3D models for the characters. They're still doing it just on CG cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Which does surprise me for a bit, but at the same time, I figure they just want to use their models for only in the action set sets, basically. <laughs> unfortunately, that, I mean that's basically what Compile Heart basically does. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean they did that better with Mugen Souls, which I did review like a month ago. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I heard that game. Like yeah, I mean though performance wise is not is kind of bad. The 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 comedy is just peak. It is great comedy. Like it makes fun of a lot of RPG and JRPG. And like, again, like, I mean, it was way back in the day. Sure, it was like back in the PS3 when it originally came out. But there's times like yeah, there's like <laughs> there is definitely a lot of things that would not fly today. And there's definitely oh, some absolutely, humor. <clears throat> there is a reason why they only released it again on Switch, because I don't think that PS5 or Xbox wanted it. <laughs> so... oh, because there is one line I saw, like, oh, wow, they actually said that? Like, <laughs> But I still think one of my favorite uh, comedy of, like, Mijin Souls is just the concept they make fun of, like, of the big heroes who go yes, around yes, and yes, yeah, 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 destroy yeah. pots and pans for money. Yep, yeah, and then yep, it makes like fun of it because your character is just like, you can just take the money out of the pot, you know? And they're like, no, it has to be destroyed! <laughs> Pots have to be destroyed to get you the money. You can't just take them out. Mm -hmm. A certain hero time yeah. could assist to that. <laughs> I mean, but you know why they say that, right? Because if you don't do it, then there's a missing link. <laughs> ah! Ah! You're welcome. 
Ah, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't spent too much time. Fairy Fencer F and Honkai Star Rail I've gotten further in. I'm actually now Trailblaze 32 on that. I don't know where right now the max is because it's still early on. I don't think we can get to the last equilibrium level, as they call it. Uh-uh. Which is the level, basically, where you get all your maxed up characters. My character's only level 60 now. Uh-huh. But I'm working on that, and I do like the story. <clears throat> okay. I do think that the uh, Hoyo Hoyoverse has definitely upped their game in terms of presentation and animations. Oh, oh for sure, for sure, for sure. With Honkai Star Rail. A mm. lot of like their new like story cutscenes are actually just like phenomenal. And some of their just like action sets are just ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm, because that, I always that, felt that. like Genshin, like they tried to do like ridiculous sets with like their action sets because of how like stiff the character models were. Yes, they couldn't yes, really do yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. do so much better with the character models in Honkai Star Rail with making them a lot more fluid and motionable and being able to do those like cool set pieces and those cool like animations so much better now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like kind of jarring because I thought like the models would be a lot more similar to Genshin, but they are like three levels ahead of Genshin's models. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want, yeah, just like all those months and years and all, of course, naturally the financing being helped by the whales. Oh, of course, <laughs> helps out, so yeah. Genshin is popular in the whale community. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wait, Genshin is popular? Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, active numbers tells you anything, but also with the whole, <laughs> I don't know if they've made less than a, Few million per banner yet. Oh, uh, I mean, no doubt about it. like Ho- like Ho- Hoyo is more or less making making big on it. I mean, maybe like not like I won't go as far as like uh, Fire Emblem. More, I think it's definitely more than Fire Emblem Heroes. Definitely, no doubt. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I just know that it's a ridiculous amount of money because people want to constantly not only get the character they want, but they can't get their character maxed out. Ah, uh, yes, yes, C6-ing, yeah, C6 auditors, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. did not change with Honkai Star Rail. Uh, People boy. are maxing out the event character a lot right now, and they're <laughs> waiting on two specific event characters to come out. Yep, yep, yep. That they are going to also well out for. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's new in the world, gotcha. <laughs> Because they also released one of the newer one of the characters in a recent trailer is voiced by Lee and Lee. Oh yeah, Emily, Emily, yeah, yeah. Emily. So there's gonna be uh, a lot of people wanting that character just for her being the voice actor. And, the and then we that. have, of course, the big character Kafka. Also, everyone wants to be well for. So that's what I've been basically playing the last week. <laughs> and I know, like, uh, our co-host is not like, oh, gotcha? What is that? Oh, whaling? What is that term? <laughs> I'm sure he's been zonked out of that whole thing as soon as I talked about Mugen Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to guide things along. <laughs> Thinking of which, Will, how about you? Uh, so, in, in regards to why am I not in the midnight releases, unfortunately, do I, I, did, I wasn't lucky enough... Hang on, one more. It's because he's about to get mugged. Look out, Will! <laughs> it's like, dearly beloved, we are here to mourn the loss of... Will. All right, all right, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the reason I, I wasn't able to snack at the midnight release day is because, unfortunately, the, like, yeah, unfor- um, when they released it, I wasn't lucky enough. So, yeah, unfortunately, I was that. But I managed to go and snack a morning release date. So, yeah, I'll be picking up Tears of the Kingdom uh, in the morning uh, by the time you listen to this. <clears throat> 
Uh, but back on topic, as uh, like uh, what I've been playing, uh, mostly I have been going back into uh, Omega Strikers just because again I like the air hockey thing. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else? I feel like there's one. oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, regarding to the new season of Fall Guys, which actually just got released, and yeah, the creating systems. Uh, uh, yeah, media topic, please. Uh, I understand it's ba- mostly uh optimized for the PC, but please optimize it for the other system as well because like, I cannot make any stages whatsoever, and I had to like. Yeah, like um, basically, uh, there it, like this season is based on like creator uh, stages. Like you can yeah. make your own own levels and all that, but uh, on on systems itself, like the um, the Switch, the PS4, PS5, it's not optimized. I I cannot make them. You cannot switch out the tools. I think it's like they really based it on like the PC version instead. So. So I uh, like I cannot make any stages whatsoever. When I try to do it on PS4 or Switch, I could not do it. So yeah, that's so yeah. Me and I just try to improve on t- upon that a bit. But the stages themselves were pretty nice, so I can see a lot of create uh, creativity going into those stages. So yeah, by all means, if you have a PC version of it, then by all means, definitely try try it out. Uh, the new season fall guys, and plus again, they have Kello Kitty, uh, Doraemon. So yeah, some classic Sanrio uh, ca- characters back in the anime days. So yeah, definitely def- some uh, interesting costumes. And of course, naturally, I've been playing with Fire Emblem Heroes with the new Fallen banner, and yeah, thank thank the orange uh, Jesus that I actually got three out of four. The only one I haven't gotten is Fallen Maria, which she is a very great support, like life uh, never ending, which is a very great support. So uh, yeah, I got, got three out of four too, including much like you, I got a five star in my first round, so that was actually pretty cool. Good job. Mm-hmm. I also didn't get Maria mainly because I just don't use healers that often. I mean, yeah. Why heal like, when you can kill everything? Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's true. This that's my strategy. <laughs> but yeah, the, but Fallen Maria is actually pretty decent because again, she, she the fact that once she does hit hard, but if, the support of, of life everlasting basically can survive your units with one hit kills. So basically, keep on having everyone have a miracle, which is quite quite the unit. So again, oh, this it definitely shows the power creeps definitely up there on Fire Emblem Heroes, but yeah, overall it's just been. And of course, naturally the big thing is Platoon Three. And of course, Power has just got that clean sweep. Power. <sighs> <sighs> like okay, like the last Power sweep we had was the Water sweep in Pokemon, and like she's the way the fact that. Like, I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter, and just. Yeah, okay. The power of thirst, the power of horny, the power of like bonking and all that. Like, oh, just because of Ganondorf and be a hot, sexy daddy, just like, yes, witness the king's revival. And like, yeah, everybody just like <laughs> completely smashed it um, on power. power. And yeah, oh, well, power I was doing. thirst for power is strong. <laughs> yeah, so on that. But I also got to give props to the, 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 the tri, the, the tri, the, Tricolor Turf War map with the Triforce, and yeah, like that was like actually kind of a fun map once you realize the gimmick and like, like look, I am not your enemy, wisdom or power, my other team. Like you go after the frick, the one, the four man <laughs> team, and that's it. Because like once you get those like um, the 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 call bells like to, to secure the your map side, then you all you just gotta do is like face up, like team up together. Like I am not your enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And some people don't recognize that, but um, some people actually do, which I kind of appreciate that. I'll, and of course, I'll admit, I, I was 50 because they don't really explain that you're not supposed to go over the after the other people, and then especially and then you get killed by the other team. I'm like, okay, screw you, I'll kill you too. <laughs> and then and then other times, then one time I actually won. I'm like, but we didn't 
beat them. He's like, no, but combined, your you know, our powers combined was great enough. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, I, c I can work with that, fine. And then I tried to do that, and like the other team was just like not cooperating. So mean. What <laughs> people in Splatoon don't cooperate? What is this? I, oh, I, and... I've got rants coming. Just wait. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah, and like the middle, the middle part. Once you're like basically king, king of the hill, all that triforce in the middle of the map is like, yeah, that's basically prime real estate. Especially like, yeah, I you literally have the high ground, so it's just like a very, a very, a very good fun map on that triforce. So yeah, but either way, props to you, team power. Yes, the power sweep. Like, geez, at least I have the courage to actually face up against you. But I digress. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been playing for the most part. And, of course, naturally, this whole weekend, I think all of us were playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which I cannot wait. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're right there with you, Will. All right, Faith, how about you? I've been playing a mixture of games. And I keep, you know, I keep jumping from, literally, I go from GTA to Disney Dream My Valley. So I go from literally opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but, you know. Um, I've been, I'm trying to collect, like, all of the guns and, like, do all of the missions in GTA and, like, actually finish something for once. Um, and I'm trying to do the same thing with Disney Dream My Valley, and I just unlocked Stitch after saying I was gonna unlock him before Christmas. It's now May, but it's fine, you know? Slow and steady, it's okay. I mean, it's um, technically before this Christmas. True, <laughs> I didn't specify which Christmas. So, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to work on that because I want to actually, I want to be one of those people that I've like called up before the next update. So when the next update comes, they have enough money to buy all the new things. They have enough, um, what is it? Dreamlight to like unlock the new realms. Like I want to be able to be one of those people. Um, cause those people are living the life. Um, so I've been playing that and then what was the other game I've been playing? Oh, it's Splatoon. I binged that over the weekend. Uh, it was quite depressing because me and my buddy Nick and John were over here binging it at one point. Um, and we were all like texting one another being like, we're, we're falling behind this, that, and the other. And, you know, it, it, yeah, it was depressing because we played until literally the last moment right before they mm -hmm. cut it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I pretty much did the same thing in Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah depressing but yeah that's mainly what i've been playing and literally i i'm just waiting until midnight so that i can play tears of the kingdom so that that's it <laughs> nothing wrong with that all right and now we're gonna head to the news because we have some very interesting things to talk about about a certain game and beyond so it's time to go down the warp pipe and first Splatoon 3. Oh, you thought we were going to talk about Zelda first. Well, we are, but we are not. Because, at once again, <laughs> won the day. And not only that, we won it in a sweet baby. So, yeah. Not a single point on any of the other two I games. loved it. I mean, I, was, I wasn't planning for that. I was fully fine with, I mean, not fine, but you know, I would have understood if power lost. But no, not only did we win, we swept you, fool. <laughs> I told you, power makes this look good, baby. Power makes this look good. And yeah, I, I am now adorned, ladies and gentlemen, with the drip. Because I have gotten my Splatoon 3 Power t-shirt in the mail. And I am wearing it currently. And yes, I do feel powerful. You're welcome. Uh, I'm actually like thinking about, like, I actually will be, once I pick up Tears of Kid, I'll be probably get my courage shirt while I'm there as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the Splatoon Fest was really fun. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed the stages. I, the Triforce stage was very clever and yet very difficult to, you know, do good on. 
it, I I played both sides of it, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this can work. And then when I was on the two man teams, it was like so much harder, which it felt like it shouldn't have been, but it was. And and oh, Scott, going to your point, oh, people aren't working together. I cannot tell you how many times I had teammates where we would start the map, and I would start inking our area, and all three of my other teammates would race ahead just to go fight the other team. And I'm like, you realize the point is to ink your stage, right? And then the one time, the one time I had a team that was focused on working on our inner area and then spreading out, I had a communication error. I'm like, God oh, dang it! Sucks. I hate it. I'm like, oh, this is a great team. We're totally going to win it. We were totally in the lead. And communication error. Boom. Gone. And I was like, no! So, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But you know what didn't suck? Team power winning! <laughs> so, yes, team power. We win. I'm sad though because literally right after you ordered your shirt, I was going on there to buy a shirt, and they're all sold out. Every single one of them. Wait, really? And on Nintendo? Yes. Oh, really? Wow. That's because like I, when I got my Ganon shirt, were you just looking at uh, Wisdom or were you looking at all of them? No, I looked at all of them. I was gonna get Wisdom, and then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just get one to match with you then if they're in stock. But like all of them are out of stock. Hang on, I'm checking up on Nintendo shop right now. Dang. I'm gonna go to that. Like that's not cool. Like, yeah, I, and I'm I, just and depressed. I, I ordered mine late. I actually ordered mine like right when the Splatfest started. Give or take. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, I think the Zelda shirts are, are currently out of stock right now. That's the only one that's out of stock because all it's, of them are out of stock. It's still no, no, no. I see it here on my side. It's still, it's still, it's still on stock. Huh, I have to look again. Maybe yes, send, send her the link in Discord. Will like drop it in our chat. I up, and she can check it out later. Yeah, get your shirt before they all are are all sold out. So, yeah, and, and of course, come join Team Power. <laughs> so, but yes, if you enjoy the Splatfest, good for you. If you weren't on Team Power, y'all suck. And uh, Basket My Glory, you should have listened to me because I'm the host. You're welcome. <laughs> Next up, well, Tears of Kingdom. Okay, yes, now we shall talk about this. And we're going to start not with the reviews, but the five-part interview with the uh, leaders, let's call them, of Tears of the Kingdom from H.E. Onuma to several other leads of the project. And I don't know if you all, uh, and by you all, I mean my uh, co-hosts here, read the interviews, but they are fascinating of how they like made the game, came up with the concepts, and wanted to expand Hyrule from Breath of the Wild into Tears of the Kingdom. It's, it's a fascinating read. If you haven't checked them out, go to the Nintendo of America Twitter feed or UK or Japan, and they'll have the links, and it's... I highly recommend it. Like it, it is a wall of text at times, but you're gonna get like such insight into how detailed they wanted this world to be, and how much fun and intuitive it's gonna be. Uh, it definitely made me even more excited for the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, just uh, just a quick clarification as well. I'm actually checking out my the store, and yeah, I can select the size, so I think it is indeed all sold out, Holy or crap. they just like not uh, opening up any more orders. So yeah. Because oh, it would say sold out on on, on the <clears throat> page, but yeah, I can't select the sizes, so yeah, I'm not sure if they could just simply close it off. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know what this means then. I won again. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm winning all the dang time. You're welcome. Uh, I can't tell. Have did I any of you read those interviews? I started uh, one of the first sorry. ones when they were like going into. I think it was the dungeons. Okay. I well, I didn't want to just talk about it myself but i will give the highlights since none of you heathens checked it out <laughs> uh so here's some of the highlights first and foremost the idea of 
confusing and vehicle making came very very early in the in the development of Tears of the Kingdom. Not the least of which was by the game's director, which is not Eiji Unuma, that's the producer, the director of the game though. Uh, used the items that he found around Breath of the Wild and just like fused them together to show what he could do. And he made, <laughs> he made like a lot of crazy stuff. He made just carts made out of like you know basic wooden cogs. Then he he actually made a tank. Um, he he made like a a bomb launcher with like some of the ancient tech and okay. put that on the cart to make a tank because why the heck not. Uh, and then it, and so just using the Breath of the Wild parts, he could make some really crazy stuff. And so he's like, "Here's a little, here's my idea. We should totally have this." And they did. And now you're gonna get like an infinite possibility of creation. So you're welcome. Uh, the second thing is that one of the reasons why we're having the Sky Islands and caves and on the underground sections is because. Remember, Breath of the Wild was actually developed for the Wii U and then ported to the Switch to be its launch title. Yes, they released at the same time, but it was still ported over. So they didn't really have the ability to do everything they wanted to. So now, with more time and you know uh, the full power of the Switch behind them, they've been able to open things up to make it more interconnected, a vast version of Hyrule while still feeling familiar. And that was always the plan. They knew that the sequel, they didn't want to make a new Hyrule because they knew they would be limited in what they could do. So instead, they took the Hyrule they had and just made it better and made it bigger and more fun and not just, oh, let's climb up this one cliff that takes forever because it's raining. Why is it raining? I hate rain. I hate rain and lightning. It sucks. This is where you laugh, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I hate the rain too. It's just so annoying. <laughs> Like so, I, and I'm sure rain will be back in the game to haunt my every step. But still, uh, but now I have a send, so it doesn't matter. But you're going. They wanted to do this because they wanted to enforce the idea of, hey, if there's something here, what's over there, or what's over there? Is there something I'm missing over there? Let's go check it out. And they wanted that idea of this interconnectivity from sky to land to underground that you would almost feel compelled to try out every which way but up. So and even up apparently because we can ascend and fly, so you're you're gonna have a lot of fun in this. And then my personal favorite is that Aga Onuma, in an effort to make sure that the game was as good as possible, beat Tears of the Kingdom twenty times over development. Mm. Only, huh? No. <laughs> oh, only. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, well, uh, he could just like speed ran to the end. No, he did admit that some of his runs were focused solely on the story. So obviously that would cut down on his playtime. But other times he would just venture off in the world. He would do various side quests to make sure they look good. And sometimes even he was surprised, like, wait, I can do that right now? <laughs> like, I have this power? P power, you say? Power, okay. Uh, power! <laughs> uh, but when you make a sandbox game so sandbox, you don't realize how much you can sandbox. Exactly! <laughs> like, I want you to imagine a sandbox. Within the sandbox, it is a sandbox of the universe. South Park reference. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, even I know South Park. So, even A.G.E. Onuma, the guy who's literally making this game, was surprised at some of the playthroughs he had. He even encourages people to not rush to the end, just to just go into the world and have fun and see where it takes you. And there's going to be a lot of streamers who completely disregard that. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, and then and then there's Gerard. 
<laughs> Gerard is not going to finish this game for like a year. No, yeah, nope, nope, nope. I mean, we don't have to talk about this, of course, because Faith is, of course, the big Gerard fan, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have posters on my wall. You have posters oh, on Gerard? Oh, dang. Yeah, I got posters on my wall and the ceiling. Yeah, girl. Yeah, tempted to put like some on the carpet. Mm. Just, you know, if obsessed. You if you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, she has no idea who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, Faith. Yeah, I don't know who y'all are talking about. We're talking about... Half the time that y'all talk, I don't know what you're talking about, but I try to be a good person and just be like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. I'm really glad, you know? <laughs> don't worry. I understand. But Gerard, the completionist, is his full name, and he is a guy who literally use, plays video games and tries to 100% them. Full stop. And as you can imagine, that's pretty difficult for games that are very, very, very long. But Todd, you do that all the time. No, I don't. Well, you Todd, make it seem like you do. Todd is what? definitely not the completionist in this group. If anything, else, I'm <laughs> I'm the only one who's nearest to that. Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm at the bottom. No, I we've even admitted on a, a previous episode, which we called the completionist, I believe, uh, that I don't try and complete games. There are a few that I will like endeavor to do more in like say like persona 5 royal where i want to do as many activities as possible and get with all the characters and blah 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 but, or a pokemon where i'm trying to catch every new pokemon to see but i've rarely been a completionist where like oh i have to get 100 percent on everything because that's just a lot of time i got things to do there's so many more effort, games you know yeah i mean like there's there are rarely games that are like, really worth the completionist process like Again, with the whole Korok seed, like, yeah. Uh, you, want, you want to spoil... Should I spoil this one, Todd, for Faith here? What, what was the question? Uh, should I spoil regarding the Korok seed if you collect all Korok seeds? Oh, yeah, go oh, for yeah, it. Go ahead. Like, that's, that's, that's such a uh, non-spoiler. I don't think she'll ever actually want to do that. Yeah, so, wow. uh, yeah, if you collect all the Korok seeds, you get a big, giant pile of crap. Literally. So, I kid you not. Sure, you get, like, improved stockings for your arrows and all that, but only to a limit. Do not collect all the Korok seeds. You just get a really pile of crap. Literally. It is not worth the effort. It, it, it's it's very mean spirited for, for sure. So I see. Yeah. But like, I, and hey, that's what makes Gerard so great. And he's a really nice guy. If you do decide to look him up, Faith, he's got a great YouTube channel. But like, he he takes the effort to complete the game 100, percent even if it's super super long. It takes like hundreds of hours. He'll do it, and I respect that. But I I, I don't have his dedication. I just I just don't. So, yeah. All right. Next up, we have the reviews of Tears of the Kingdom, which are there was a sixty. There was a sixty out of a hundred. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. No, that's not the score. That's just one review. The rest of the reviews. <laughs> that's were like the that's the bottom. You're looking at it for the bottom. Go to the top. No, no okay. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, it's it's currently at ninety seven. <laughs> Uh, so like yeah there's a there's a high score for you ladies and gentlemen in fact it is currently currently uh here, actually i'm gonna double check sorry currently it's at 96 i apologize there have been some more reviews since the last time i checked but still a 96 out of 100 it's pretty dang good and it's 87 reviews so far there are 86 positive reviews and one mixed review and you know what we call people like that will yep a cup of Hainish! Hainish! Yeah. And like seriously, and he even said, like, I'm gonna review I'm gonna read 
the like the synopsis of the review that he gave. He goes, if you've yet to step foot into the open world of Hyrule, Tears of the Kingdom is the best way to experiment, with just enough new ground to keep things interesting. But if you didn't gel with the 2017 release, the story alone may not be worth a second attempt. What? <laughs> no, he literally said, hey, this game is pretty good, especially if you've never done that open world Hyrule. But hey, if you don't like Breath of the Wild, don't play this game. What? That's not, like, it's intentionally different from Breath of the Wild. Did you not see everything else? Like, I, I want to know what was going through that person's mind. So, you, you want to know what this reminds me of? Toy Story 3. Oh, boy. Okay, so Toy Story and Toy Story 2 have are some of the few movies in history to have a perfect 100 score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And, like, critic reviews. Perfect 100s. So, Toy Story 3 came out. Just as, just as great as the first two. And there was one review that gave it a low score and made it a 99. And that person was some random dude that, like, no one has heard of but somehow got on Rotten Tomatoes. So, like, there's that one guy. Let's just call him Jeff. There's always a Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. And this guy is our Jeff for Tears of the Kingdom. Because now, Tears of the Kingdom is one point below Breath of the Wild. One point! That's not cool, Jeff. You suck, Jeff, and you know it. <laughs> Just I'll glare at Jeff for a while and just let him feel our collective hatred. Which screen am I supposed to be glaring at? Whatever one you want. Okay. Okay. Everybody good? Okay. So okay, but going back, getting back to the positive reviews, uh, I was overwhelmed, honestly, at points by the positivity of these reviews, praising everything from the open world, the creativity, the story got some special shout-outs, and just how much different it was from Breath of the Wild. So any worries that I had, they're gone. And not a single mention of bad technical issues. Thank God. <laughs> rarely, rarely. I mean, there's definitely still some parts of it here and there. Like, that. kind of, like you do notice the, the, the dips for a couple of reviews. But overall, the fact that a lot of people said, like, the fact that it's, it still runs very amazingly, especially <laughs> from the sky to the underground cavern. In this, in, in breath, uh, uh, tears of the kingdom. Uh -huh. You did it! <laughs> you did it! Yeah, yeah, in tears it's of the kingdom. It's contagious. King. Yes, it is. <laughs> again, when yeah, again, sky, sky to the underground, just and like basically no little transition loading times is like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Scott, are you are you happy about uh these review scores? I am extremely happy about these review scores. I am also extremely excited to dig into it as well. Mm -hmm. I do think that there is it's interesting to see just how much positivity there is on this other release because I know that there's a lot of I wouldn't say contention but there's a lot of people just basically thinking that it couldn't reach the heights of Breath of the Wild because of just how much that changed the formula mm -mm -mm. And, and now it looks like we have nothing to worry about <laughs> i mean if, if, like again it kind of contains with that track record like again far, first party nintendo size rarely miss i mean yeah. again the last game i could probably remember that the near perfect scores was a super mario odyssey and that game was amazing and yeah. again now with breath of the wild and now here with tears of the kingdom like again first party titles from nintendo really don't miss they don't miss and then when they do miss, like what happened with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Faith, does this? I know you you still haven't played Breath of the Wild that much, but after hearing these reviews and all, all the positivity that's going on, does it make you excited to play Tears of the Kingdom tomorrow? 
You mean tonight? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. It's like three yeah, hours I'm... for you. No. <laughs> Be that way. <laughs> I'm staying up all night. This, this is this is life right now. I've I've waited too long for this. Right, um, uh, about to release in two hours in the, in our, my time here. Yeah. yeah, it releases at like midnight, I think, for yeah. me. We're, we're, um, less than th we're about three hours away from release. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna start playing it then. But yeah, I'm really excited. Um, from what I've seen, because I've actually been watching, I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but beat em ups on Twitch. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, he's been playing it and I've been watching him play it like most of the day and it looks really good and I'm really excited. Um, I mainly just want to collect the horses though. That's there what I'm looking forward to, if I'm going to be honest. I am just excited about the horses. We all know this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as you know, Faith, as they say, a horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, unless, of course, it is the source of the famous Mr. Ed. <laughs> the fact that you just said that without messing it up, though. No, I didn't, because I know I, I used to watch that show. <laughs> and yes, I am that old. Ladies and gentlemen, I know what Mr. Ed is. Oh, I'm actually surprised Faith knows who Mr. Red is. Like, that's impressive. Because <laughs> usually my reference is going right over your head. And it's like, no, I know Mr. Red, Todd. I draw the line at talking horses. Okay? Yeah, and then you had that one day you were like, um, what's his name? Man, how did I forget his name? You know, happy little clouds and trees. Oh, what's Bob, his Ross. Name? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Yeah, you asked me, you were like, do you know who Bob Ross is? And I was never so offended in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the relationship. I'm like, I know there's an age difference, but it's not that bad. But it's also it's also about like what you were exposed to. Like, for example, the reason I know about Mr. Red was because they played episodes on TV Land. So if I never watched TV Land, I would have never known about Mr. Red. So it's it's all about like what you're exposed to. Do you know Mr. Rogers? Yes. I do. Who doesn't know she, Mr. She Rogers? Did not just ask me that question. <laughs> I've talked to her about Mr. Rogers in the past. She knows that I know Mr. Rogers. All right. It's a beautiful know, day in this gosh dang neighborhood. Okay. That's what I know. Uh, is that do you do you want to talk about Ganondorf children? He's got a lot of power. No. <laughs> all right uh but seriously this this is very exciting i'm very happy that uh the zelda team were able to pull off a very satisfying sequel according to all these critics and early players so looks like we're all gonna be having fun for like the next six months so and just try and take us out of hyrule ladies and gentlemen top that sony and microsoft they can't <laughs> they can't like they're they got their own war they're using X, they're using Tears of the Kingdom against each other. Like that's literally what's happening on Twitter. Today. Yeah, it's sad. It's so sad. It's like, well, you don't have Tears of the Kingdom. Well, you don't have Tears of the Kingdom. Nintendo's like, we have it. It's just like Spider-Man Two is not going to be Tears of the Kingdom. Well, either Starfield is just like, oh Jesus. Starfield, yeah. all that. I mean, heck, the only thing like the probably only worth is right now is a uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen, and who knows how that game is going to be doing. So, anyway. if, if I'm being honest, just based on what we know is coming out this year. I honestly feel that the only competition, if it pulls off a, a just a satisfying sequel, is Spider-Man. I'm just being mm -hmm. honest here. I feel that because the first game was incredible, instant Game of the Year nominee, and if it pulls off the same caliber of story alongside its gameplay, which obviously will evolve because we're dealing with both Spider-Man this time, uh, I feel it could take on Tears of the Kingdom. Whether it could win or not is is debatable, <laughs> but obviously you know that depends on time and how it feels. You know, 
Because I still maintain that Breath of the Wild isn't as perfect as everyone says, which we're going to talk about in a second. But at the time, you know, it was like, you know, there's nothing better than Breath of the Wild. Now there might be nothing better than Tears of the Kingdom. We'll find out soon. So. And speaking of Breath of the Wild, GQ held a very interesting poll. And I've got, <laughs> I, I'm, when I say interesting, I mean they made sure it was structured in a very specific way. Yeah. So uh, here's how it went down. They found, okay, not found, they asked 300 game developers, critics, and press people to list out their best games ever, okay? And so, it, it, you know, you're, it's your standard thing. And the list that they gave at the top 10 was very, very interesting and incredibly different from where you would have been about 10 years ago or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I say that as I remember the when G4 Recipes, twice over, uh, did their top 100 list. And, it, and I still rage about that one. But here's the top 10 as uh, documented by these very specific 300 people. Okay? Number 10, Half-Life 2. Totally get it. Yep. Number nine, the original Dark Souls. So again, very different from 10 years ago. Uh, number eight, Portal 2. Yep. Okay. Number seven, the original Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Okay. Number six, Mass Effect 2. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> number five, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Okay. Number four, Bloodborne. Okay, I think that's controversial. I'm just, just going to be honest. Bloodborne I mean, better than all the other Souls games. Yeah, I mean, is it, though? I mean, it can't even decide if it's going to get a port or a sequel. Anyway, number three, Tetris. That's that's a game. That is a choice. That is absolutely a choice. Number two, not surprising for me, The Last of Us. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> I'm joking. And I number, don't think so. <laughs> and that, would, that would cause so many raging fanboys. And of course, number one, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. So I definitely want to talk about this because this is a very interesting list. Because again, it's, it's industry professionals, developers, and critics who made this list. And they all voted for their top games. And then they added up the points. And this was the top 10. There's 100 total but i'm not going to list all 100 i just don't have time or energy but <laughs> i find this list so fascinating because even like 10 years ago half these games aren't on there because they haven't been made yet or their impact hasn't been felt like portal 2 witcher wild hunt bloodborne dark souls etc etc and then or breath of the wild even and then you have like tetris which i definitely didn't expect to see <laughs> <laughs> and then like the standard like mass effect 2 and half-life portal 2 all, all that that one's always been great but what are our thoughts on this list? Uh, Will, I want to start with you. I mean, if anything else, like it's some games are, are, are worthy of the lit, worthy of their placement. Some games is like just what? <laughs> like, like I, 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 I could give props to like The Witcher. Like, yeah, the, the Witcher games again, peak Project Red uh, stuff, and like other other games is just like okay. I mean, fine. But like, um, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm blanking out here. Remind me of the list again, just quickly. Oh. Okay, very quickly. Half Life Two, Dark Souls, Portal Two, Metal Gear Solid, Mass Effect Two, Witch, Wild Hunt, Bloodborne, Tetris, Last of Us Part One, Breath of the Wild. Mm, yeah, like half half. I, I, I'm gonna say Half Life Two because I, again, I, many of these games I have not played, but it's like I I feel like there is definitely more better games that kind of like more. 
generation defying. I mean, yes, Half Life Two, yeah, Mass Effect, and all that, and of course Breath of the Wild taking top spot. It's great, but I feel like there's definitely more games that are like more, yeah, as I said, gen- generation defying. Like again, Tetris. Yeah. Or, Tetris. Or... I mean, number three. <laughs> Because remember, this is a point system, which means that a lot of people <coughs> a lot of people voted for a Tetris. lot of people voted for Tetris. <coughs> I, I wonder get... if the Tetris movie had anything to do with that. <laughs> Final countdown. So, Scott, how about you? What do you what do you feel about this list? I find it's interesting. I also think it's interesting too because a lot of these games that are on this list, at least like for the top ten, weren't necessarily even like the best selling of those parts or those years. No. And the one that actually surprised me the most, I think, was Dark Souls. Because Dark Souls, it sold so little compared to the other Dark Souls games. Yeah. I, and I, I a you, lot it, of people don't like the first one or the second one that much. They didn't really like Dark Souls until the third one really hit. Interesting. And so that's one of the things that interests me. But it, I think it also is, like, people retroactively going back to play Dark Souls kind of a deal. Yeah. And, and remastered. That probably helped, too. That probably did, actually. Yeah, the remaster as well as like making a lot of more quality of life updates but it's just interesting in that regard okay so faith uh, as i'm looking at this list i'm pretty sure you've played exactly two of these titles two uh, yeah two. Oh, uh, and the first one is breath of the wild which i know you have played yeah but what one do you think i'm i, I think you have played I don't know. I, I my, my brain, you know, Tetris. my brain don't work as well Tetris. as yours. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've played Tetris. There you go, I win. <laughs> okay, well, I, I really feel like I don't have much input because, That's one, fair. I feel like those games range from very different areas. But I know that a lot of those lists do. But I really don't have much input because I haven't played a bunch of them. So I feel like I don't have the right to have much input. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, for me looking at this list i can see why like if we're being honest here i'm actually surprised that breath of the wild beat the last of us and i know Mm -hmm. that sounds slanderous because i'm a nintendo guy but there's a reason why the last of us has gotten ported remastered and literally remade and then put into a tv series starring pedro pascal all right it's that good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> even my PC run, which you know I had some you know small issues with updates and such, you know I I could see why this game was so impactful. Some small issues aside, and even with its disastrous sequel in the minds of some people, the first game is still held as one of, if not the best thing, ever. Oh yeah, for sure. That was definitely peak, one of the peak designs in from Naughty Dog. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and as uh, the Craig Meisen, who made who was a showrunner for the TV show, said. This is like the best video game story ever, which I'm not going to disagree with because it would be a question of what do you put against it? Yeah. And Plus, it's like the thing with like saying it's the best story is also just like there's a lot of parts that go into a story. Yeah. And there are a lot of parts that I will admit Last of Us does do incredibly well. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's just like there are probably also other games that you could argue have as good as other parts as last of us in their storytelling or in their engagement or in their character writing. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole mixed bag to try to say one definitive thing is like the best story. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and I, I, let's use this list as a great example. Mass effect two. Yeah. That has another phenomenal like yeah. narrative to go along with it. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with all the characters that you learn about and their backstories from, you know, Miranda to Jack to Grunt and Garrus and, uh, even Legion and how we learned about different things about the Geth, you know, like 
but how it's portrayed is a much different way than The Last of Us. So, you know, you, you can understand why some people would consider that one better than Bioware's. But, you know, I was very surprised that The Last of Us lost to Breath of the Wild, which I guess shows how much Breath of the Wild impacted people, I guess, on a gameplay level versus just the narrative of The Last <laughs> of Us. So it's, that, it's that also that debate of what do you play a game for? Do you play it for the story? Do you play it for the gameplay? Sometimes you play it for both. So... Yeah, it's fascinating. But no matter what, and I have to end it on this, this is just one list. <laughs> okay, <laughs> This is one list made by 300 very specific hand-picked people. And yes, the, uh, Breath of the Wild won, and, and Tetris was somehow on the list. But <laughs> it's not your list. Like, I still can't get over Tetris. Like, I, like, like There are so many games I would put over Tetris, and even and Bloodborne and probably Dark Souls. I'll keep Half-Life just because we're never getting Half-Life 3. Sorry, folks. Um, you know it's true, but this is not your list. All right, there are games that I definitely would put on here over some of the others, and so would Will, and so would Scott. And yeah, there's not even a single Trails game on this list. Not even a single Trails game on this list. Of oh. course, it can't be definitive. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking about ultimate titles, I mean, Smash Brothers has one that you know is <laughs> the best-selling fighting game, fighting game of all time, ladies and gentlemen. So you know. The whole point of these lists is that it's just opinions stacked up upon one another. And like they said, this was a points list. So there were more points for Breath of the Wild versus Last of Us. Okay, but if you ask to make a different list, Last of Us might come out on top. And for all we know, five years from now, they may be saying Tears of the Kingdom is the best game ever. Who knows? It changes all the time. <laughs> that will be interesting to see like 10 years from now of what will they think is better, like Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I, I was I was seriously thinking about that today based on these reviews. I'm like, okay, so it, doesn't that mean that Breath of the Wild is fine, but Tears is like so much better because it evolved things? Like, I, I don't know. So <laughs> it, it, insert your own belief here. All right, next up we have, uh, oh, sorry, one more thing about Zelda. One more thing about Zelda. For uh, actually... No, never mind. I was going to mention the treehouse, but it's already going on. <laughs> the treehouse okay. is right now. Literally, <laughs> you need to go back in time. <laughs> Watch it. But no, they're they're doing they're doing a special treehouse preview tonight to get you even more even more excited for the game. And I thought that was really clever because a it makes this even more longing because they're like they're playing it, but I want to be playing it. Like why can't that be me? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of it should be me. Yeah. And so I have no doubt when Faith leaves us in about nine minutes, she'll ha she'll have the treehouse on while she's doing all her other stuff. What's the treehouse? Oh boy! I can't even tell if she's joking or not. I really do I can't. So I'll, I'll ask. I'm joking. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't know with you. I don't know. I don't know. It's the mind <laughs> games. I know. She was literally asking me like, Todd, why do you even put up with me? Because I care, Faith. That's why. Even when she yeah, I, I'll, I'll never understand though. I'll just never understand. <laughs> oh, that's what friendship is about. You sometimes just don't understand. So moving on, for all our sanity's sake. Uh, we have Nintendo Switch sales news. And this is multi-layered, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a lot to talk about here. First and foremost, the Nintendo Switch has now sold over 125 million units. So props to the Switch. Props to the Switch. Um, that's, that's a big deal. And again, it's inching ever closer to the sales of the PS2. I doubt it'll, it'll beat it, 
but you know, there's nothing wrong with being the second best selling console of all time because it's a lot of consoles and handhelds below you. All right, and then we all know it's never going to catch the D the DS. So let's just be honest about that, okay? And then for the uh, software side of things, there's two things I want to point out here. The first one is that the Nintendo Switch, as of the end of March 2023, has sold one billion software units. All time. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. <laughs> and here's the thing. Just if you just want some context here. And, and I found this so fascinating when they showed the stats. The Wii U had literally one-tenth of that in its seven-year lifespan. It sold 100 million software units. And the Switch, which is not even done, is at over a billion. And we still have Breath of the Wild and Pikmin and maybe some other surprises coming our way. So, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like seriously, a billion games. Like, think about how much success you have to have. First party, third party, indie, all of it. This is all included, physical and digital copies. And people bought so many switches, which again, 125 million. So, okay, doing quick math here, that would mean there's about 10 games ish per console. And we all know that there are people who have way more than 10. Raise your hands, please. All of us raise our hands. <laughs> yes. so, uh, so, yeah, that's a lot. And that just shows how awesome the Switch is. And remember, the Switch wasn't supposed to succeed like this. It, wasn't, it was never supposed to have 125 million consoles sold and a billion software units. But it did because the Switch is awesome. And they made great games on it. Who would have thunk? <laughs> All right, and the second big thing on the software side is the new Million Sellers update, which includes Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm, mm, mm. Makes sense. Yeah, remember that shadow dropped in March, so <laughs> milling it in like a few weeks. Like, that's incredible. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is at one, basically 1. 1.5 million. And then Fire Emblem Engage with 1.61 million, which is not yes. too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So. That I want three houses numbers, sure, but I'll take what I can get. That's a million sellers, so we can say, yes, this still prints money. Ah, <sighs> oh. okay. Sorry, our dis my Discord is going crazy, and like, it's like I'm like, shut up. Like, I hate the notifications, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'm clicking out. Uh, but yeah, and that leads us to the let's call it the positive and the negative point point of these sales numbers. The negatives following. If you recall the sales numbers from the end of 2022, which we got back in February, uh, the Switch was at 122 million at the end of 2022. Very apropos. And yet now it's only at 125 million, which means it sold about a little over 3 million units in three months. On the whole, that's not bad. A million a month, people would kill for that. But when you compare it to where it's been, what it's been doing, it's a real slowdown. And even Nintendo noted that for the next fiscal year, which is March to March in 2024, they're only hoping to get 15 million in sales. And even they say that's a stretch. <laughs> this is the point where you laugh. Laugh, thank you. <laughs> laugh! <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So they know that it's coming, that the end is coming. And the they, end is near. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's that's literally it, Faith. We are getting close to the end of the Switch's life cycle. And not to mention... Which I talked about before, and nobody agreed with me, but it's fine. <laughs> what did you talk about that before? It's Seriously. tough for you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Scott knows what I'm talking about. Oh, is it the other podcast? Yeah. Oh, just say that. I thought I, I thought I forgot a discussion in NEP. I'm like racking my brain here. No, I just wanted to mess with you for a minute. Do you see? No, do you, do you see what she does to me? I'm trying to be a really good friend, and then she does this to me, and I think like, what? I'm trying not to forget what Faith says, just by what she thinks, and and then I'm like, he's like, we she, we talked about this, but no one agreed with me, Todd. I'm like, what? What did I, did I not agree with this? Like, what did we talk about this? I am trying. I am trying so hard, Faith. No, your problem is you don't forget anything. It, well, yeah, I try. <laughs> at, least, at, least, at least not with you, because I know it matters. You know, with Will, who cares? Uh, you know? <laughs> Dang. Dude, wait, Will, you're here? Oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's, he's not at the treehouse. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually watching the treehouse directly, and I actually went giving some stuff at the people lining up and in front of Nintendo NY, so yeah. low-key jealous. Yeah, and for for the record, we all felt bad for Will when he didn't get to because we were playing the show without him. Like seriously, we were we were ready. Like, you know, hey, hey Will, do, do your thing. You know, go enjoy the, the go to the treehouse and join Nintendo headquarters. Exactly. And then he's like, I didn't make it. We're like, we're so sorry, Will. And then he got back in and like, you can okay, go ahead and skip the podcast. And it goes, nah, it's in the morning. I'm like, okay then, be here. Be I frankly I should be sleeping right now because I want to go get there in the break of dawn. If anything else, I'm one of those kind of guys. But... Fine, we'll keep going. But, uh, so yeah, the Nintendo Switch's sales are starting to slow down. It's not that surprising. I mean, when you get to 125 million, most people have already bought the system by now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that we won't have a jump in this month because of the, the Tears of the Kingdom OLED, so, or the OLED, as I like to say it. But, you know, I highly doubt it'll, you know, get like 5 million in sales, but wouldn't it be awesome if it did? <laughs> so, uh, and then that brings us to the talk of, the Switch successor. Now, for those of you who don't know what the word successor means, um, <laughs> yeah, that would be Faith, ladies and gentlemen. She did not know what the wow. word successor Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Hey, you're being mean to me. It's called turnabout. Oh, turnabout. Hey, that was not being mean. Yes, you was. would know if I was being mean. I was mean to you the other night with whatever joke I made. Oh, I can't remember no, what it was now. She can't remember the joke she made, but I remember all of our conversations. Fine. Um, <laughs> in terms of the Switch successor, aka the follow-up, aka the next Switch, aka not the Switch Pro, uh, Nintendo said uh, during a uh, earnings meeting around the financial numbers that at the earliest we are not going to see the Switch successor until spring of 2024. Further reports even state that they are actually going to not reveal the console until much closer to its release date, even closer than the, than when they did the full reveal for the Switch, which, if you recall, was January of 2017, and then the Switch launched on May 3rd. And we already yeah. had a teaser three months prior via Jimmy Fallon. So they're like, I don't know if I agree with that strategy, but we'll have to see how it plays out. But at, at earliest, spring next year. Thoughts? Uh, that is an interesting choice to have it that or like that late in its cycle to show it, but I also think that they're trying to keep, probably going to keep the successor basically tight-lipped the entire time. 
yeah. We're not going to be seeing this whole Switch Pro nonsense going on. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm, so, I'm so glad that, that that's like dead now. It's like at this point, no, it's the next console. It's not Switch Pro. You all suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy now. Like, okay, we have a pause, but we're going to the successor, and like, yeah, like the the point, like, yeah, it's gonna be. We'll announce it when it's like close to release date, and like, okay, fine. Don't have to wait too long and all that. And like, if if this next system is backwards compatible, we can actually play Tears of the Kingdom without too much frame frame rate drops. Then by all means, I'm happy. So um, overall, the, like, if, if again, let them cook. Let them cook. Yeah, and like that's uh, that is absolutely what they need to do. So we will likely do a let's call it a Switch Two talk next week or the week after, depending on how we're feeling about Zelda. Uh, Next week is probably just going to be the Zelda cast. It's like, we need to talk about this. We have cooked this for a week. <laughs> it's like, I need to talk about this crap that I have built. Someone apparently made a robot with a flamethrower appendage. As yes, <laughs> yes. When, when you give people creativity, of course, they got to make nice, nice, safe for work stuff. Of course. Cor totally, totally safe for work. So uh, stay tuned for that. And hey, if you have ideas for what you want with the Switch 2 or whatever else they call it, do let us know. All right. We were going to get ready for our main event now, but sadly, we do have to say goodbye to Falcon Faith. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I have to I have to do a responsibility, so I, then I cannot be responsible and stay up night and play Zelda. Yeah. So, so Priorities, you're being, man. You're being responsible so you can be irresponsible later. Yes. That is the American way. <laughs> it really is, though. It really is. You it know, really... we're, we're going to be mature right now so we can be immature later. You, you dang, dang right we are. So, <laughs> good luck to you, Faith, and I wish you all the best in your adventures in Hyrule. Go find all the horses. And put them together. <laughs> I will. Oh my gosh, could you, could you use the horses? Is that possible? I don't know. Oh my gosh, the possibilities. Uh, anyway, uh, all I'm right. Y'all have a good time on the rest of the podcast. You're going to do great. We know. User disconnected from your channel. I was gonna say we know because you're not here, but that just felt like too mean. <laughs> I know. Jeez. I wouldn't say that to Faith to her face, so she's totally not gonna hear this later and, and berate me for it. Totally not. Um, but yes, now we are going to head to our main event, and I had this idea, and I will admit this was a true light bulb moment for me, because over the last, let's be generous, six months or so. I, for, for another website I work for, I have had to pay serious attention to Metacritic. All right, And we've talked about it on the show in the past, but I've, I've had to write about the review scores and how things are looking. And of course, it's especially with Tears of the Kingdom, you're hoping that the review scores are positive. But as we all know, the critics are not everything. We have all liked games that were mid or average in the minds of some reviewers and critics. And so I thought, what if we talked about our favorite video games ever and then asked Metacritic what the score was? Why? Because we can in another edition of the NEP Secret Society. So I call this meeting of the society to order. So there are some rules we're going to have to enforce here. First and foremost, Nintendo titles only, because otherwise, what's the point? Uh, they, we don't need to talk about those other systems. Who cares about their review scores? <laughs> Second of all, this is something that Scott wisely brought up. If it 
is a multi-platform title you want to talk about, it has to have been Nintendo exclusive first. So, for example, GoldenEye or Octopath, the original Octopath Traveler. You know? Yeah. Like those were Nintendo <clears throat> first, and then ported. So they were the review scores were for the uh, for the Switch or the GameCube or the N sixty four, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then uh, you cannot say a game that you already know the score to because the whole point is to be surprised. So, for example, we can't say Breath of the Wild because we know that was a ninety seven. <laughs> uh, Cooper- That'd be cheating. <laughs> that would be cheating. Cooper Keith was originally going to join us, and I know he's a big fan of Elden Ring. Well, I know that he knows that this the game got a ninety five on Metacritic, so he couldn't talk about that one. So, the- and it never even made it to a Nintendo console. Do dang, oh, that's it. But uh, he would have. He probably would have said, "Like, can I talk about Elden Ring anyway, guys?" Like, no, no, you can't, Keith. <laughs> so, but like the point stands. So, Nintendo first or exclusives. And you can't know the score. So I'll talk about one that I do not know the score of, and that is uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. This Ooh, okay. was the game that got me into Fire Emblem, and I, I am eternally grateful. This is the one that introduced me to the greatest video game character ever in Ike. Suck it, Joel fans. I don't care. <laughs> yes, Joel was right to save Ellie, but Ike is still the greatest character. Um, everything about this game just felt awesome. All right, even with the GameCube graphics, which I would feel is the only drawback, because like the character models sometimes aren't the best, and yes, there's walls of text, but it doesn't really matter once you really get into it. And the battles were fun, the characters are great, there's so many memorable moments, and even though these were like the lesser selling Fire Emblem games, because remember it was Awakening to save the franchise, not uh, the Tales of Ike, and or the Telia Saga, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just being mean. Like, <laughs> I prefer to call the, the games with Ike. You call it the Telia Saga. Fine, be that way. Uh, but like, even with them being the lesser-selling games, Ike is still impactful. Like, Ike is the legend in many people's minds. He, like, he was the third uh, Fire Emblem character in Smash Brothers, and they made sure to put both his Path of Radiance form and Radiant Dawn form into the game. Uh, he's predominantly one of the most used characters of Fire Emblem Heroes, you know, especially on the male side. Yeah. Yeah, he's had like five, six, seven forms, something like that. <laughs> more and than enough. <laughs> more, more, but, but is it ever enough? Is there ever enough? That I Ike? don't know. I don't know. So, but the, the, and most importantly for me was the story. It felt like a truly grand fantasy epic. They actually did like a Game of Thrones kind of thing where they did like time skips. There's like a six month time skip at one point. And then they did the sequel, which, while I'll admit, is not as good as the original for various reasons. Micaiah! Um, I can hear Tyler say, is great! No, she's not. Sorry, Veronica Taylor. But the game was just so well-crafted that by the time I was done, I wanted to play it again. And I had a, a tradition that I would play it, like, every year just so I could try out a new character and build my team, like, slightly differently and see just how much I could dominate with Ike. He, it was that much fun. And I definitely think it's one of the best Fire Emblem games. I think it's just one of the best GameCube games. So I love this game. I think it's fun. If I would love a remaster, like, look, we keep talking about, like, you know, Switch ports and remasters. I would have loved it if they got a remaster. Like, it would have been so great. I don't think we'll get it ever, but, you know, it's, it's still nice to dream. So that's one of my favorite games ever. Let us see what it says on Metacritic. So uh, I want predictions. What do we got? I think I'll do it pretty decently, like a solid 80, 85 or so. You okay. know? Will's 80 to 85. I'm going 88. 88? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Fire Emblem. Ooh. 
1985. All right. Awesome. I really thought it was lower than that. I thought for, for whatever reason, I had a 79 stuck in my head. I don't know why. I, I, again, I did not look at this, but that was 42 critic reviews back in 2005, 2005. Oh my God. Oh, it's geez. like 20 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, also user score 9.1, which proves gamers know what's up. You dang right. <laughs> so yeah. Po- 38 positive scores and four mixed reviews. Those four are haters. Uh, who, oh my gosh, a user gave it a negative score. That's really a hater. That must have been you can give it negative scores? Yes, yeah, sadly. Sadly. <sighs> but thank you, positive Fire Emblem Path of Rains fans. I'm glad that people understand my joy for this game. <laughs> I really thought this was in the 70s because, again, Fire Emblem was never big until Awakening. So yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I was proven wrong here. So, again, I'm surprised. I am happy. All right. Will, what is your first game that you want to talk about? Well, like the one game that like I kind of like always mentioned here, and no, I'm not talking Skies of Arcadia. That was already a Dreamcast, and that was ported to GameCube. <laughs> so I'm not gonna play Skies of Arcadia. We can't do Sonic Adventure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I know that's on Dreamcast, and I know like Sonic Adventure Battle Two was, was definitely a bit not good game, but yeah, unfortunately that's Dreamcast. But um, if there's one game like I. I always had like a guilty pleasure in. You do not. Like, if you say second Kagura, I will come over there and slap you. There's no second Kagura games on the on the GameCube. I mean, yes, there oh, was sorry, on the 3DS. Yes. I, I forgot what you said. I forgot you said GameCube. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this one's a little bit more of a guilty pleasure. I have mentioned it many times prior, but basically, I always did have a strange infatuation with Pokemon Channel. Like, oh, I th- do remember that. I do. Remember, I always thought that. I do admit, I thought that was odd with you. Yeah, like th- this one, I, I definitely bought it off an impulse buy. I, I again, I'm mentioned that was in prior history, but like again, a game that was basically supposed to be go off the success of Hey You Pikachu back on Nintendo City Four, and like the interaction of like yeah, Pikachu trying to ca- capitalize on that again, but this time around you don't have the vocal recognition. It's just basically a a, a simple point and click kind of game, and the fact that is. The Pokemon Channel kind of game is basically uh, based on TVs, is like, and the game itself basically plays itself out in a week, and that's it. You're done. It's a, it's the only, in a sense, like I don't know. I, I there was some sort of infatuation that I just kind of like that simplicity. Maybe I just like I had that soft spot for like I don't know if it's a kids game, but like, again, it's a Pokemon, it's Pikachu, and like all these different like I don't know Pokemon. Ch- specialty based Pokemon channels with Psyduck as like uh, an MC on a news channel. It's like I don't know. It was definitely a weird experience for me, but I just can't help but I like this game. And like uh, yeah, just like going out with Pikachu, interacting, like talking to different Pokemon. It's like, yeah, it definitely had that same feeling as Hey You Pikachu. Not as deep, like I don't know, like uh going with like in that butterfree forest or like doing that whole pinata game, which is oh that, that's a nightmare pinata game but yeah for some reason i just really have a very good soft spot for a pokemon channel but i just and i i know people really did not like pokemon channel and i can't imagine what the score was, was back in the day and and i know i have not checked out the metacritic score yet so i I, I, w- I will be checking out all the scores so <laughs> now I, before we talk about it, before i get to the score i do recall that not being a beloved one like that was during the age where um 
either they were just like trying everything with Pokemon. Yes, like, yeah, they were, yeah. They were trying everything like again the po- like Pokemon Pinball, the Pokemon uh, Puzzle League, and all that. Like, it was during that age, and like again, now we jump to the GameCube, which again the underdog of Nintendo's library, and yeah. I mean, the only thing was good was Gears of Darkness. Yeah, Gears of Darkness, and that was it. And Coliseum, of course. And Coliseum, yeah, Coliseum. yeah. I do. I, oh, I could mention Coliseum like that. Okay, so are you ready? Okay, we got to do predictions. So I remember this not being beloved. I don't think it's going to go higher than 60. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go low, lower. I think it's like sitting at the 45 range mark, unfortunately. Not many people liked it, if I Dang. recall. I would go on 65, 70, but sure. Ooh. Dang. I, I thought I was lowballing it, okay. but apparently not. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Pokemon Channel 55, which means I was I no higher than 60. I was closest. <laughs> yes, let's see. I, I'm just checking it out for posterity's sake. Oh, my God. Two? Okay, there was 21 reviews. Two were positive. Oh, 13 yikes. were mixed, and six were negative. Yikes. Mm, yeah, man, yeah. The user score off of 35 ratings was a 6.3. Yikes. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Again, it was. I, I definitely had some. I had a weird taste back then. But I just kind of. I like. I did like Pokemon Channel. Hey, uh, Scott. Yeah. Did you hear what he just said? He liked Pokemon Channel. No, before that. <laughs> he said, uh, I had a weird taste back then. Back then? <laughs> back then, Will? <laughs> you walked into that one. You deserve that. Uh, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Uh, but I do, I do want to point out the, the positive review, because I feel this is, will speak to what you were saying. It was an 85 score, and it said the channels may not be exciting, but in a child's eyes, they will be entrancing. <laughs> yeah, that. true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and, I guess, and, and that actually speaks to a kind of a broader point, which actually kind of ties into the Super Mario Brothers movie. You know, to a kid, that movie is incredible because you know it's it's beautiful animation. You know, the 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 characters sound fine enough, and you know Bowser sings Peaches. But then you look at an, an adult size, and you're like, well, that doesn't sound like Mario. You know, <laughs> why did they do this kind of comedy? You know, why did they have a battle on Rainbow Road? You know, that kind of thing. It's it's that difference between seeing it through an adult size and a child's eyes. So one of those things that Illumination, for whatever reason, is really good at making kids movies, but geared towards kids. Just like kids love like Minions and Despicable Me, and I'm over here like this. Movie is dumb. Okay. <laughs> right, like, oh, like a uh, low brow here. Like, oh, bottom. <laughs> bottom. Ah! Yeah. Bottom. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have some breaking news here. I'm, I'm just, I had to check on Twitter for something. And oh. apparently, you can rail shield surf in Tears of the Kingdom. And you can do tricks like your Tony Hawk. Yeah. yeah so yes. we got, we got Link as a Tony Hawk character, is what you're saying. Yes. I'm good with that. Yeah. Tony Hawk remastered for whatever. Pro Skater, no, Pro Skater 3 remaster, Link will be a playable character. <laughs> Good Book to it. know. Okay, <laughs> all right, Scott, I think I accidentally teased your game earlier, but... Uh, well, that wasn't my game. I was wondering okay. for another game that I'm bringing up, maybe. Okay. But the, the current one that, I've, that I want to bring up is one that I also brought up during the Completionist episode, because it's the very first game I completed, oh. but it's Majora's Mask. Ooh, oh, interesting. So Majora's Mask is the very first video game I completed because I just absolutely love the atmosphere. I also really like doing the little NPC like side quests because I loved actually getting to know the NPCs because most of the side quests in Majora's Mask was basically getting deep dives into NPCs' lives and how they lived 
and their time frames and what they did every day. And I always found it super fascinating that we just got to basically see from an NPC's eyes how they see the world. And so I just like consistently learning more and more about how people saw like Terminal. And so I just loved doing all these side quests and I somehow completed the game and got the Fierce Deity mask. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no joke, when I finally got around to playing Majora's Mask in full, uh, my cousin Jared sold it to me, and he had the guide, and I had to use the guide for almost everything. Like, I wanted to get all the fairy fountain abilities, which I accidentally missed one because I did one thing wrong Aww. in a temple, and I missed one fairy. It sucked. It totally sucked. Yeah, those fairies can be hard to find. <laughs> so sucked. And so I didn't, I got like half the magic meter because of that. I'm like, oh, and that, of course, hurts in, the, in your final battle against Majora. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, like getting fierce deity is pretty awesome. I, mean, <laughs> I am a god now. It's one of the best completionist masks is the freaking fierce deity mask by far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing ever of just being like, all the bosses are now my playthings. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Majora's Mask, it continues to be one of those games where it shows you don't need to follow the pattern to have fun. Yep. Remember, they made that in nine months with most of the Ocarina of Time models. Yep. And it's like, okay, like how, how big can they make this? And they made it pretty big. And, yep. and even though it was weird, that's kind of the point. You know? Like, we didn't need like this grand fantasy adventure of like seven year time skips. It's like, no, you're going to play the same three days over and over again. You're going <laughs> to like it. And, and if, you, if you do enough, you get to be a god at the end. Like, come on. <laughs> oh. yeah i know that a lot of people that i remember at the time talking to were very turned off about the whole three days thing but i actually really enjoyed it yeah so all right let's uh let, let's let's do this so predictions and for the record we're doing the n64 version not the 3ds remake or yes or absolutely or whatever you want to call it <laughs> so uh scores i i would say because it wasn't because Ocarina obviously was like high nineties if I remember. Oh, Ocarina was definitely the higher score of the two of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. because like like going back to the to the GQ list, like Ocarina was the game yeah. for the longest time, which shows you just how much we've grown over the last ten years or so. Yeah, but like Ocarina was the game to most people, and now it's you know we still love it, but we can see the the flaws in the age, which is fine. Yeah, but Majora was never that, so I want to no. say eighty to eighty five. <clears throat> Dang, that's gonna probably be mine. <laughs> well, you, can, you can say it. We can both be right. Okay. Like if, you joined, if you had joined Team Power, you would have won right alongside me. You just failed to see the truth. I just needed courage. Yeah, courage to say, <laughs> and I have the courage to say, "You suck." Power. <laughs> right, okay. So. Yeah. Eighty eighty-five. I'll stick with that too. Will. Yeah, I'm pretty much gonna say eighty eighty-five as well. Okay. Majora's. Mask. Wow, really? Oh my gosh. Okay, I want to. I want to do a, a double thing here. The 3DS version was 89. Oh, okay. The N64 version was 95. Wow, what? Okay. Really? <laughs> I remember. I was not expecting that high. Yeah. Okay. And like, and not only that, it has the label of Metacritic must play. Well, good. It does deserve to be a must wow. but now, dang. I, and I, I do want to label, note two things. First of all, it only had 27 critic reviews, so that might have helped its case. Oh, fair. Uh, and all 27 were positive, obviously. 
And then the user score, which had 1,500 ratings, was 9.1. Oh, so maybe, okay. Maybe we, are, maybe we overplayed how... Because <laughs> I remember people saying, like, this was the weird Zelda game. Like, I know that yeah. is a relief. I've seen it online. Yeah. So, okay. Like, the the irony as a kid, the only reason I wanted the game was because of it being a gold cartridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it included the, like, expansion pack if you got, like, the complete game version of it. Mm-mm-mm. which yeah, was yeah. something that i wanted too and so i played majora's mask unlike a lot of the people at the time <laughs> okay I, I do want to note one thing uh for the user reviews someone a hater total hater of course gave the game a zero and here's, yeah. what, he, here's what he said the game this was from 2017 so this is a new cheese yeah, I mean, it, it, you kind of figured this was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, he, go, he goes, the game is pure trash. How can people like this game? The graphics are garbage bad. It's like a team of amateurs did this game. It's way too easy. The story is atrociously bad, but all the characters are forgettable. A, screw you, hippie. Uh, someone didn't complete the game. Someone, <laughs> someone didn't play the game. Like, period. Okay? Like, I can remember so many things about Majora's Mask, and that it's that's why it's awesome. So, you know, deal with it. I mean, they probably didn't even, yeah, I mean, they didn't even make it to the first dungeon, because if they're saying that, then they did not meet the Deku princess. Yeah. So, like, and I mean, I remember the bosses vehemently. Uh, like, the the, the the first boss in the... Oh, uh, yes. The, 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 he, he, he did the dance. He did the dance. And, like, he sent the bugs at you. as like, I hated that guy. And then, and then of yes. course, Goat. Like, the most. Yes. Oh, my gosh, I had to fight that guy boss. Like, oh! Like, you miss one thing, and he runs over you like, suck! Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, 95, ladies and gentlemen. I am I am surprised. I thought it was would have been 80s for sure. So. Yeah. All right. Next up, me. Because uh, we're, we're gonna, totally going to do a second round. I want to do... There's a, few game, there are few, there's a few games I want to do, but I want to I want to go into the uh, back to the GameCube era, and I want to talk about Thousand Year Door because this to me still remains a the best of the Paper Mario series, b one of the best Mario games period, and c just one of the best RPGs you're ever gonna play. All right, <laughs> this game is just it's so entertaining. I mean, they and it, I I actually would equate this to a Tears of the Kingdom kind of thing, where the first Paper Mario was great. I mean, it was so unique and different and fun. You know, the spiritual successor to uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, and then they took that and go, let's go bigger, let's go grander, let's have more fun, and it totally worked. I mean, Bowser wasn't even the main bad guy this time. I mean, he was just he was there and he was one of the final bosses you fought, but. You know, Bowser was always playing catch-up, which was so hilarious. And this game had, like, this... Uh, had a unique humor to it. And it had maturity in other levels, like with how Vivian was basically getting abused by her sisters. And, of course, uh, the computer falling in love with Princess Peach. So, see? Even the computer would sing about Pe- Princess Peach. <laughs> like, how, how would that sound? Peaches, 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 peaches. So, I was like, don't worry, God, Mr. Roboto. Um... But yeah, like this game, the characters are great. I almost feel that they went the Super Paper Mario route, but because they could not top Thousand Year Door, mm-hmm. they were scared. They're like, we have to top this somehow. Like, how are we gonna top this, ladies and gentlemen? And they did it. They haven't since, and that's why Paper Mario failed as a franchise. They 
it went away from what made Thousand Year Door special. <laughs> and yes, Tyler out there in the Shatterverse, uh, I know you were a fan of the Origami King. You like certain things that happened. Good for you. You're still wrong. Uh, <laughs> Thousand Year Door forever. Okay? So if they ever get their heads on straight and fix this to where they go back to Paper Mario Thousand Year Door and make like a sequel or something that's super close to the original two games, I guarantee you if they put the same effort into it, they'll have another high-rated game. Like, I'm pretty sure this is 90s. So my guess is I'm going to go straight for 95. Uh, yeah, pretty much in the 90 range, I agree as well, yeah. I'll go 85 to 90. Ooh, okay. Here we go. Paper Mario. Ooh. I overshot it, 87. Wow. Ooh. I would have, again, that was one I would have bet was in the 90s because this was so beloved. Mm -hmm. uh, and then user score of 9.1. So, again, the gamers know what's up. Yeah. So, yeah, Scott, you win that round. Nice job. Finally. No. <laughs> oh, here's the problem. There were 53 positive reviews and two mixed reviews. Why are there haters? Uh, Why? Haters have to be everywhere. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Game Informer. Freaking oh. Game Informer gave this a 68 and said the art and combat are killed in their tracks by the game's downright shameful dialogue? Oh, what? Oh, and then in one of their user reviews, someone from last freaking year says, gave it a zero and said, I can't believe it's possible that such a pile of garbage even exists. See, why do I have to go and kill people, guys? I don't want to murder people, but these people want to make people. <laughs> and this is the reason of a Joker origin story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you're saying that Paper Mario that's in your door is isn't a zero? Yes, and I'm tired of thinking it isn't. <laughs> like, like, what the heck, guys? Like, play the freaking game. And, and for the record, if you guys didn't know, this is a serious topic. There have been people going onto Metacritic recently. And review bombing the 2023 Nintendo games. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah and, like Fire Gauge, Kirby, Octopath, and some of the others, Advance Wars, and they're just review bombing them for no good reason. I'm like, do you really have nothing better to do with your lives? <laughs> you know, I wake up one day and goes, you know what? I'm in the mood to to review bomb somebody, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? What did these games crowd do you? attention and just basically <laughs> troll baiting? Yeah, man. It's just it's it's just wrong. I mean, these and these are good games. These are good games. It did not deserve the review bomb. So, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I just, just have to breathe. <laughs> I well, I I was I was gonna go on a Zack Snyder tangent because of something I read about today that's just so so infuriating. But I will leave it alone for now. But like seriously, stop being trolls, people. We have enough of those in our lives. All right. I'm totally not thinking about somebody on the Outer Haven right now. <coughs> so, all right. So 87. You know, I'm not mad at that, but I really, I obviously I would put it higher. I would put it higher. Uh, actually, just because I'm curious. I want to know what the original had. Um, Paper Mario N64. No, let's just say Paper Mario. Um, okay, Origami King got 80. That's way too high. Uh, <laughs> Color yeah. Splash 76, way too high. Sticker Star were 75. They were just like, they were just trying. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, Paper Mario had a 93. Okay. Wow. I, I'm, I mean, I'm happy about that. Don't get me wrong. And Super Paper Mario was 85. I can agree with that one. So, but yeah, see, so the first three were the standard bearers. Everything just fell flat after that. So, all yeah. right, Scott, what's your? Alrighty. 
see. Second game. I guess I should probably not be on the N64 again. Well, you know, I did two GameCube games. <laughs> yeah. Well. So do what you want. Already fine. Let's go Perfect Dark. Ooh. Be Interesting. Because ironically, of the two of them, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, I probably played Perfect Dark more than Goldeneye. I liked Goldeneye, and I knew that more people preferred it. But whenever like I was able to be in charge of like the game nights, I would choose Perfect Dark because the multiplayer was so much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you could have AI. You could do a lot more character choices. You had a lot more gun choices. You had a lot more customization over the maps and what you could actually have. It was, in my opinion, much better. But I do. But that doesn't mean I didn't like Goldeneye. But I just felt like Perfect Dark was like the optimized Goldeneye. Well, you do real. You do remember why Perfect Dark was made, right? Why? This, this is an honest question. You do. You do know. Or you don't know? Okay. Well, after the success of Goldeneye, Rare had the idea of they realized that there weren't like a lot of spy games of this nature. Mm -hmm. So they made. They wanted to make their own, and that's why they made Perfect Dark. Well, good on them. Yeah, and then, but of course, you know they, you know now we're trying to get that modern revival, which is somewhere in the multiverse. So yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's it, when you look at the development cycle, the new Perfect Dark reboot is uh, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's right, it's right there next to the Kotor reboot. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be made sometime in the next decade, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it'll be right. It'll come out right after Kingdom Hearts four in twenty forty five. Ironically, Kingdom Hearts four might come out before those two. It probably, will. <laughs> probably will. There's hope. Uh, all right. So, okay, Perfect Dark. Okay, so N sixty four. You know, it was the successor to Goldeneye. So I, I wonder if they held that against it because they're like. Well, it's not Goldeneye. Well, that's not fair, obviously. But yeah, I, I do wonder if that is going to be the case, because especially because Perfect Dark brought in a lot of random elements that I'm sure people are probably not too happy about. Yeah, but I would with, say, like we aliens about that with Majora, and, and apparently not. Yeah, that's true. It maybe yeah. maybe you know critics were actually smarter than I thought they were <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> back in those those yeah, days. Yeah. Okay, so, so what's what's your guess? What's your guess for Perfect Dark? 85. Yeah, that's pretty much my favorite. I, I agree. Let's, let's overall do an 85. So, perfect. Oh my god. Do you say 95 again? <laughs> no, not 95. 97. Wow. <laughs> See, we're being too, times are being too kind, and apparently the times were not kind enough, and user score was 8.8. .8. So, that was a little more on Long Us, but that might have also gotten review bombed. Yes, it did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this one's from 2023. How, why are you people like this? I don't, why are people disliking an N64 game this year? Yeah. And it's, I mean, if you're wanting to play Perfect Dark, at least go it on the Xbox now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had, uh, now for critics back in 2000, that was 2000, wow. Um, Jeez. 30 reviews, all positive, multiple, multiple 100 scores. So, and multiple high 90s. So, wow. Uh, see this I mean, I always thought it was better than GoldenEye. So, I'm glad the critics, well, I actually don't know if the critics agree. Yeah. See, this is. Uh, this is why I wanted to do this topic because you think, oh, we totally know, like, you know, this game got this score, this game got this score, and, and we're wrong. You're <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> All right, Will, take us home. One more. What do you got? 
Uh, this one, I'm I'm kind of very curious because this one is back on the N64 days. But the, considering all with the rare rare library, let, let's go with Donkey Kong 64. And Ooh. yeah, personally for me, like I I I oh I didn't actually grow up fully with uh, Super Mario 64 as like I I, know, I was like kind of um and 64 was expensive back in the day, so I didn't really get enough time with uh, Super Mario 64. Before, but I did have plenty of memories in my like um near like uh, end of my elementary days with a uh, Donkey Kong City Four, and just remember like yeah, just that sense of humor and style. Like yeah, Donkey Kong City Four was definitely that three D game that like yeah, that was rare. It, the monkeys, like <laughs> of course, actually the DK rap yeah. that you know and love. Is By just, the way, like... I rewatched that. It's dope. Shut the heck up, Seth Rogen. <laughs> you know it. Right, right, and of course, naturally, you see like, with like kind of coming along with like the conquest fat, uh, bad fur, uh, bad fur day, and just like yeah, seeing the the DK crew basically carrying guns. Like again, I love Diddy Kong's pop gun peanut guns. It's like one of the best things. And of course, naturally, his special of like the rocket barrels. Like that was so much fun in, in the levels. And yeah, just I mean, I never actually finished the game, but I I've seen just like just how much Ooh. enjoyment like from the banana fairies and and just like all the stuff from like the DK Crows I talked about before. I just like love it. Even some scary moments, but it's just you know that that rare touch that that's just classic. So yeah, like Donkey Kong before and yeah, it's just I was the enjoyed in some cases even better than Mario City Four. So yeah. Ooh, for me. Bold words. <laughs> I definitely have fond memories of of DK sixty four. Not the least of which is I had to get that at that ex, uh, what was it the uh, expansion? Yeah, expansion. Pack, expansion yeah. pack. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if that one came with the expansion no, pack. It did not. I don't think I that had, one did. I had to get it separately, and I'm like, because I remember putting the game in. It says you must have the expansion pack to play. Yep. I'm like, what the heck is the expansion pack? <laughs> and this is before it was like, you know, when we say expansion packs now, we're thinking like DLC content. No, this was a hardware thing <laughs> yep. you had to put into the system to get it to work, which was, in my pre in my opinion, I think uh, my 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 version. What's the word? Um, my recollection was something very rare that consoles ever did. You know, yeah, I mean, like it was definitely during the age of, like, of course, like the Sega Genesis. Like, you had to put an add-on, like, yeah, yeah. basically improve performances. Like, yeah, yeah. add on this, add on that. Yeah, like, on the hardware, like, yeah, basically a full-on Lego. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember doing that. But once you got it in, the game was fun. I mean, I loved playing as all the different Kongs and seeing how they all, you know, moved and acted. You know, mm -mm -mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeny Con was fast, but she could fly through the in, fly through the air. And but then you had a Funky Kong who was super strong, but yes. super slow. And of course, Lanky Kong who you know could just you know, <laughs> stretch his arms and fly go all over the place. Just <laughs> himself, just like a balloon. Um, yeah, there was there was so much there. I think the for me the biggest problem was that there was sometimes just so much to do. I don't think I beat the game. Like, there was times I'm like, I almost got stuck because there was so much to do and I didn't know what path to go on at times. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, each ban each conch had five bananas, different their own challenges, and of course the blueprints and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm -mm. yeah. What about you, Scott? I remember it pretty decently. I did beat Donkey Kong 64, but that was mainly because back in those days, I actually played games with my brother and we'd take turns playing games, and we both wanted to finish games a lot. Uh, can't right. remember it that well, other than Linky Kong. 
Lanky <laughs> Kong was my like bit fondest memory of just going all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> L- Lanky was like how they, they I think they literally just looked at Donkey Kong, Diddy, and Dixie, and who was the other one from the from the country games? Uh... Dixie had a new partner in three. Oh, 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 him, him. It was, it was Dixie Kong's adventure. So who, who was it? Uh, uh, let's see, Donkey Kong. I want to look it up. Donkey Kong Country. And, and I'm sure Tyler is shouting at us. Okay, it was, <laughs> it's Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. That was it. Ah, okay. Um, oh, Kitty Kong. Really? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Kitty Kong. Wow. Again with the names. And they're like, just like, how can we just make this family even weirder? And so they're like, let's just make a big guy. Let's make an even tinier girl. <laughs> or let's make, you know, an orangutan who can just be silly. I'm like, okay. Okay. So, all right. Scores. I, oh, sorry. Will, this is your game. So you go first. Uh, I, I believe it was actually pretty decently at 90. Got 85 to 90. Yeah, I'm gonna go 85 to 90 as well because I just this was I don't feel this was as loved as the Donkey Kong Country games, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wrong before. Okay, here we go. Donkey Kong 64 90. Wow. 90. Uh, okay, okay. I'm really starting to question this now. There was only 14 reviews of this game. Oh, that's really well, weird. Hmm, hmm, that's really hmm. weird. And then a user score is 86. But yes, there are negative reviews, including okay, at least this one's from 2008, so it's I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 14 positive reviews, so you know, that's not bad. So <laughs> I wonder if some people didn't review it because it had a rap in it. Because remember, that was the time when rap still wasn't all hip, all up in it, yo. Eminem wasn't, you know, the man yet. So just saying, <laughs> you know, haters. All right, you know, I had a lot of fun in this segment, so I think we're going to put this in our uh, in our cap and come back to it later. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sounds good to yeah, me. Because we got so many classic games that we haven't even touched. <laughs> like, we didn't even touch, like, the SNES. Nope. We didn't touch the Wii. Uh, there, there's a lot to go off here. here. So there's, this is this is something I definitely want to come on later. So we'll, 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 let, it, we'll let it simmer for now. But uh, what did you think of these review scores of the, these Metacritic review scores of these classic games? And do you agree with what the final scores were for both the critics and the users? Uh, and what games do you want us to tackle next time? Remember, don't look them up ahead of time so you can have the surprise. All right. And of course, are you excited for Tears of the Kingdom? We already know you're going to say yes because you're probably playing it right now instead of listening to the podcast. <laughs> or just listening game. to it like passively <laughs> yeah it's like it's like in the background but not really it's just it's just on so you can do your duty to get it like a uh you know a viewer count we we understand we really do mm-hmm. so uh let us know and did you enjoy being part of team power in splatoon 3 uh, the answer is obviously yes because we won uh what do you think when do you think we're going to he- we're going to see the switch successor do you think that we will see it next spring or are we going to have to wait even longer? And what do you want in a Switch a successor? I almost said sequel, which is technically right, but still. Um, let us know in the comments below. So for Falcon Faith, Skulka Scott, and Wario Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level, and we're waiting to play Zelda. So raise the flag.